Are you someone you know battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. Well, hold there, Michael Kudelak. I'm talking to you from Germany, right? No, Austria, Vienna, actually. Austria, Vienna. Oh, that's, well, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since I was there. But you have been here already. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm from Sweden originally. Okay, that's yeah. not so far. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you. I know uh, last year you, you were diagnosed. Uh, what, what were you diagnosed? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's a, actually, it's a very long story. Okay. I was, I was first diagnosed in about 10 years ago. Yes. And I had a tumor on my left vocal cord. Okay. So what I did, I mean, when I got the diagnosis, it was pretty, it was very surprising for me because, you know, nobody, cancer is something that you hear about and that other people have, but... Yeah, but not not yourself. Yeah, not yourself. And and I was uh, 36 at the time, so I was pretty young for that. And... They just they told me that I was very lucky because it was a tumor that was just in the vocal cord, so it won't spread anything. And they, they just removed it by cutting out a little bit of the vocal cord. Mm-hmm. And like they said, it, this might be it. They don't think it, it will come back. Oh. So for me, the story was nowhere too, so I, I just forgot about it. And I said, okay, it's done. But uh, three years later, it came back. Um, they, did, they, they did the same thing. They just cut out another big part of my left vocal cords. And they just said, that's it. But that was the time when I started to, to inform myself about cancer and what is it actually, what is a tumor? Why does cells start to, you know, to build a tumor? Mm-hmm. I started to, to educate myself about treatments, about possibilities, because um, I thought it might come back again. And well, they already told me. You had it twice, and all they did was just cutting it out, and then they did no preventative, no anything else, right? Nothing. But I was lucky because um, they just cut it out, and and at that time, if they had if they had told me at that time to do some chemotherapy or radiation or, or something like that, I would have done it. Yeah. Today I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. No. So I would have done it because I didn't know anything. No. So. I was very lucky, and this was the point where I started, as I said before, to educate myself, and I learned a lot, and I went to a lot of uh, meetings and uh, cancer groups and, and stuff, and about four years later, it came back again. And then they told me, okay, we, we can cut out the whole left vocal cord, but that's it, we can't do anything else. If it comes again, then we have to do other things. And I decided to do that. I decided to cut it out completely, so I have just one vocal cord left. This is why my voice is yeah. like it is. Yeah, yeah. But... Only six months later, it came back. It came and then back? They told, only six months later, it came back. And then they told me they cannot cut out anything because this, it's so already... This is, you know, this is the fourth time, right? It was the fourth time, exactly. Yeah. This was the fourth time within eight years. Yeah. And then they told me that I have to... Five rounds of 
45 rounds of, of radiation, strong radiation, and then I have to do three or four or five chemotherapies, mm-hmm. as many as I, as I can do, more or less. And I said I won't do it because I know what uh, chemotherapy, I know, let's say, I have my opinion, let's say yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I have my opinion about chemotherapy and about radiation, and I have my opinion about what it does to the body, and I have my opinion about what cancer is and why I got it. And, you know, it's, I, I went to, through a lot from also to a spiritual side of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you learn just a lot of things when, when you start to to educate yourself about cancer and about yeah. illness and about, about health and, and everything. Yeah. So I decided not to do that. So I'm, but, uh, I'm curious, so with all your education, I mean, what is your personal opinion about chemo, radiation, and why you got it? First of all, I, will, I strongly believe that everybody should decide for himself. For himself. Um, so I will never tell anybody not to do this or to do this. I will never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can give my opinion. But for you personally? Yeah, for me personally, it's just poisoning the body. And the, the problem that I see is if you destroy a tumor by radiation mm-hmm. or by chemotherapy. So what you're doing is you destroy the tumor with uh, a lot of proton, with a lot of force. Yeah. But the tumor to me is not the cancer because that something has to happen in your body, in your body so that the tumor starts to grow, starts to show up. So all these therapies only destroy the symptoms, but not the reason. This is my opinion. This is, uh, uh, I decided to strongly believe that. For me, it's, it's logical because something must happen in your body so that the cells start to build a tumor. So right. if you destroy it's, it, it's kind of like when you see the tip of the iceberg and you cut off the tip of the iceberg and then the next part of the iceberg blows up. Comes up. up and then the next blows yeah, up. Because you don't do anything with the reason why you have cancer. You know, you, the tumor is not, is not the problem. The tumor yeah. is just a symptom of the problem. So if you destroy the, the symptom of the problem, yeah. the problem still is, is still there. So. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why I didn't do it, but it was pretty heavy because the tumor was growing very fast and I was starting to have problems breathing, actually. I was breathing hard already. And then the doctors told me I'll have like eight weeks or so to live yeah. because, um, you know, I will suffocate. So, and they, are, they give me another option. And the other option was to cut here, to, you know, to cut the throat and to take everything out. This was my the other choice I had. So uh, I decided not to do that. And I went through a lot of, you call it alternative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found doctors. Doctors, you know, I, I went to, I did everything I could find at the gym. And, what, and what, uh, what kind of things did you try? First of all, I, I started to eat a ketogenic diet. I don't know ketogenic is a kind of English. So no carbohydrates. Yeah. I got infusions with uh, baking soda with five times a week. I got infusions with, uh, let me think, uh, mistletoe, baking soda, vitamin C. don't even remember all the, all the things that I... Oh, I took methotone. Methotone, is it right in English? Do you know, do you know? Methotone, I don't know the name in English. It's something that when people are addicted to heroin, they get that to get away from heroin. Okay. I'll find it all. I'll tell you later. In Germany, yeah. it's called methadone. So okay. it's a strong drug, actually, and mm-hmm. helped to destroy the tumor and stuff. So I did, I really did a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I think the most important thing is that I always knew that I will, that I will survive that. And I, I always knew that I'm going to get healthy. I didn't know how, and I didn't know 
which of the things I'm doing would be the right thing, but it just knew it will work out somehow. So I yeah. never had the, I didn't, uh, you know, I never was scared or something like that because yeah. all over this process, I also learned that fear is the most stupid thing you can have because if you're scared of something, it doesn't change a thing. It, it yeah. only changes, exactly. it only changes that you feel better. <laughs> this is helping the tumor, uh, the tumor, not your health. So, and then I met, you know, going from one doctor to the other, then I met Dr. Cleave. So before you met Dr. Cleave, uh, any of these other therapies, did they seem to, I mean, obviously they didn't work fully because otherwise you wouldn't search out Dr. Cleave, but did you see a benefit from some of these other things? Yes, because I met Dr. Cleave about six months later and the doctors only gave me two, three months to live. So, <laughs> But the tumor was still there and you could see it from outside, you could feel it, you could see it here. It was big, it was uh, three centimeters, I don't yeah. know, three inches. Like an inch. It's like an inch, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you could see it and you could feel it. It stopped growing so fast, but it was there. So it still grew, but not so fast. And well, at the end, it, it was heavy. I really had problems to breathe. So it, it was, I knew something has to happen right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I met Dr. Clave. And first when I met him in the second, I knew this is the guy. There was just some kind of energy, let's call it energy. Mm-hmm. There was some understanding, some, some energy between us and the new from the first second, that's it. And then the thing that he explained to me, how important fever is to the body. I mean, now, you know, how didn't I get that before? Because it's the most logical thing. If you are sick, you, you get fever. If you have, you know, an inflammation somehow, you get fever. So why do you get fever? Because the body works, your immune system works better if it is, you know, and if it's warmer, if, if it's hot, so. Activate your immune system and all your natural killer cells exactly. and all of so, those things, yeah. Right, and you know, everybody, you know, all parents give their children, if they have fever, they'll, they give their children meds to kill the, uh, you know, drugs to kill the fever. It's so crazy. Today I know that, I didn't know that before. And what he told me is, he told me about this immune therapy. I knew about immune therapy before, mm-hmm. but doctors at, at the hospital where I was talking about immune therapy, they told me that my type of cancer don't react to immune therapy. They just want to do the radiation and the chemotherapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, uh, Dr. Glaive told me that he's, let me explain, he explained that to me in a very funny way. So he said, imagine there are your cancer cells. And I said, yeah, why does my body not kill the cells? And he said, because your body doesn't recognize the cells as cancer cells. He says, imagine, imagine they like in carnival, they, they just uh, use some mask or something. Like so a, your body doesn't. Yeah, it's like a cloaking yeah. device where they disguise themselves so the immune exactly. system realize exactly. that it's cancer. So they're hiding behind the mask or behind something, right? Yeah. Exactly. And he told me what, what this immune therapy destruct does. Mm-hmm. It just destroys this mask. So mm-hmm. it does not destroy the cancer cell, mm-hmm. not the tumor. It just destroys the mask. And what happens then is that our white blood cells start to scream, you know, and to dance and say, hey, there's a problem. The police starts and yeah. and they started to grow in a way that my, my throat went like this. It was bigger and bigger and I really couldn't breathe anymore. Wow. So the, And they started to eat the tumor. First of all, they destroyed this mask. And then what took the cliff does, he puts me into a fever week. That means that I had very high fever during about two and five days. Mm-hmm. It was 40, 40 degrees Celsius, I don't know if I'm not. How many Celsius? 40. 40? Okay, so we're, we're looking at 
what's that around the probably around a hundred yeah close to a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. very high fever so yeah yeah and and as soon as we started with the fever so first he gave me this this rug to destroy the these masks mm-hmm. and then he put me in fever week and as soon as the fever came it started to work. I had a lot of pain in my throat. The pain was, you know, this, it was a reac- this reaction that yeah. my immune system started to eat this tumor. It was a very, very fast and very strong reaction. And it, I had a lot of pain during yeah. this time. Yeah. It took only four weeks and the tumor was gone. It and took it was gone. just four weeks and then it's almost gone? That's it incredible. Gone. It took, it took, I had no voice at all at the time. I didn't yeah. have any voice, I couldn't speak. It took about two weeks and my voice came back. This was the first good sign. First of all, after the first week, I started to breathe almost normally, which was which was very important because I really was, I was like this close to to, to suffocate. Uh, even Dr. Cleave told me to cut, you know, to, to cut here, to breathe here for a while, just to be sure. Okay, that you got um, here, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say this. You can cut here, you know, you can, and you can breathe here. Even Dr. Cliff asked me to do that, but I decided not to do it, and it was a very close game, but it worked out. So after the first week, I started to breathe normally, almost normally. So this was the first very good sign, and this gave me a lot of uh, mental power again, because, of course, it was, you know, it was a hard way, and I was close, and, yeah. of course... I mean, you start to think different things that you don't want to think, actually, but these things come up. And the second week, I got my voice back. I mean, it was just amazing. Awesome. And after four weeks, I did an MR, and you couldn't see anything on this MR. <laughs> the, 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 the three, the one-inch tumor was, was gone. So my own immune system just ate this tumor. And the whole process was about four weeks. So first he was using then the, the immunotherapy to make sure that the immune system reckons to get rid of the mask, the cloaking device. And exactly. then he, he used then hyperthermia yeah, too. Can I? Yes, I also did hyperthermia. Yes, so sorry, I forgot about it. I also did hyperthermia local. Mm-hmm. I also did hyperthermia for the whole body. Okay. Multiple times actually. I also got vitamin C and other kinds of infusions. I don't remember what it was. There were some things going on on the side, but the main thing was the drug for the, to destroy these masks and then the fever. The, uh-huh. As soon as the fever came, it started to react and it started to, the tumor started to, uh, to shrink. Mm-hmm. It and was did, amazing. And he did like also like an in, interferon or something like that as well to uh, interfere on. Uh, to to help with the uh, did he do any kind of like mi- uh, mistletoe, biscuit? Uh, uh, yes, yes. I got infusions. There was some kind of there were so many things uh, mixed <laughs> up to you know during uh, the treatment. Yes, yeah. I was as I said, it was my vitamin C. It was mistletoe. It was I don't even know what what else. Uh, you know, uh, there uh, were uh, a lot uh, of things, but but this was just on the side, you know, just to mm-hmm. just to uh, how do you say? I think just to help the effects. First of all, to help uh, kill side effects. Second, to help the, the drug work as good as possible. And it worked out. With, uh, mm-hmm. And this is uh, three years ago. Yeah. This was in January 2018. January 2018? Yes. So this was uh, more than three years ago. And, and you have um, those, because before you had like four reoccurrences, just boom, 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 boom. And so there's been no sign of any reoccurrence. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
No. And Absolutely nothing. The first sign always was losing my voice. How I yeah. knew always that I have a problem is just, I just lost my voice. And when I lost my voice, I already knew, okay, it's back. You know, it was like that. Yeah. Yeah. My voice is getting better, actually. My voice, I think my voice wasn't that good a year ago. So something is forming here to help out this missing vocal cord somehow. <laughs> Pretty amazing what yeah. the body does, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> And, uh, so what are you doing to kind of maintain? Are you doing anything to kind of stay healthy then? You know, since you, you got rid of it, are you uh, kind of maintaining in some way? Yes, but I believe that, but again, that's my opinion. So everybody should really, 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 really do research and, and decide for himself yeah. or herself. I, I love to do, to give my opinion, but it's not it is, just... It is about. your story, not... not it's my story and... I believe that the cancer came because of conflicts that I had. So I strongly believe that living with conflicts will make you sick. It will make you more sick than eat unhealthy. It will make you more sick than whatever, smoking cigars maybe. There are a lot of things. Of course, I try to, or I know that I do eat very healthy. You know, I, I think about the food. I never did that before. I think about what I eat and I think yeah. about what it does to my body. But if once in a while I want to eat, well, let's say, a hamburger, which I normally not do, then I eat it, but I allow it myself. So I, because I believe if I, if I want to do it and I don't do it, then I have a conflict in my body. This is exactly what I try to avoid. So I try to do everything that I want to do. Yes everything mm -hmm. i even smoke a cigarette here and there i can't okay. even tell that's to anybody but of course i don't smoke like a smoker so it's just right now it's just a, you know like once a week in the evening one or two cigarettes mm -hmm. and I've, i'm fine with that I, I trust myself and i know that is that's okay for me and uh, i do believe if i would live in the conflict to want to do that but to say to myself, you can't do it. I think this conflict would, would harm me more than these two cigarettes. This, is, yeah, and yeah. this might be an example. So yes, I live healthy. I do sports and I eat healthy. But I think the most important change that I did is that I just do what I want. You know, I quit everything that I just did because I had to. So it, it sounds very easy because yes, you have to have a job and yes, you have to make money and yes, you have to. But I mean, yeah. There are ways, you know, a lot of people are going to their job at eight o'clock in the morning, they come back at six o'clock and they are unhappy for years. You know, they just do it because they have to, because they have family, you know, they have to pay that law and the loan and the credit and everything. So it's easy, it's not easy to do something like that. But I think this is the most important thing to stay healthy, yeah. just to not live in conflicts with yourself. If you are in a relationship, mm -hmm that you are in just because you are in, but it doesn't make you happy anymore. And you know that and every day, or, you know, you just accept to be in, you will, you will get sick. You know? Yeah, this, exactly. Okay. This it, is what it I'm drains, what, It drains yeah. your energy and, and yeah, and yeah, that conflict, that spiritual conflict, and especially kind of here, if you feel you don't have the voice, you know, you, you don't, you're not powerful. I mean, you're not able to communicate your needs appropriately. And yeah, it's the throat chakra, so it tells about, you know, exactly, it's exactly about that. So it's, yeah. If there's some problem in the communication, somehow, yeah, I know about all that too, yeah. of course. Yeah. So for me, the most important thing that I learned out of it is just live your life like you want to live it and don't do anything you want to do. It's hard, it's not easy, but it, it's possible. You just have to start, you know, there's day one, starts. Just living in joy. 
Yeah, I live a happy every day now. I don't uh, let any reason happen to be happy. And I live a happy life. I avoid everything that might make me unhappy. I just don't do it. You know? yeah. It's just, yeah. So I go this way. I don't think about cancer anymore. I don't even think about it. For me, this is just the past. It's done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm not scared. If it comes back, there yeah. might be a reason for it. You know, it's... But as I said, the most important thing is for me is just to enjoy life and to and enjoy life means means to, you know the, the day-to-day life. It's not to do something special, you know, to go for a nice trip or holiday or something. It's the everyday life, which everybody, a lot of people are suffering with. As I said before, they have problems at home, they have problems in the job, and the pressure, there's a lot of pressure because you have to pay back your, your house and everything. But and this is something that I'm avoiding, that I'm not doing anymore. So yeah, no, I was talking to a patient of mine, a new patient, and uh, so I was asking him the, the question yeah, yesterday, what, so why do you think he got the cancer? And he said, well, uh, I think working 16 hours a day, six days a week, 12 hours on the seventh day, doing that for 18 years straight uh, might have been a factor in a high-stress job. <laughs> Well, it actually depends. If this job is something that he loves to do and he wants to do it that much, I think he would be yeah, fine. That's a difference, exactly. If it's something that really that he thrives and enjoys, but if you just work to work and this is yeah. what's got to be done. Yes, it might have to do something. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, so I, I, and that's what I see with a lot of cancer patients yeah, is that they, once they move through the cancer, they recognize how precious every moment is in life and to yes. really enjoy that moment. Um, there are two things. First of all, yes, you, you know, you give more value to your life. You give more value to time. You give more value to family, parents, and, and more, more value to treat yourself better. You treat yourself, you know, with the vacation that you want to do for 10 years and you never did it or something like that. Yeah. And most importantly, start to waste life and this is the big problem that of because of the pressure you know money and everything people are wasting their life mm-hmm. um, because they have to exactly. um, pay back the, the yeah. things and, and to feed the kids and of course it's i mean it's not easy mm-hmm. i know that but all this time if you have a job that you don't love if you have a job that you just do because of that okay you will pay your bills you will have a nice car you will have your house but you'll get sick so the thing about it uh, is there any other kind of advice that you would uh, give somebody? I mean, that you've given huge amount of advice already. Uh, is there any other kind of gold nugget that you think that this would be really important for somebody that has been that, that's newly diagnosed that you wish you would have known? Don't be scared. I mean, the problem is the problem is the most difficult thing is the most important thing, yeah. I believe. So, the most difficult thing is not to be scared. Yeah. But it's the most important thing because if you're scared, you give energy to your tumor. This is not a good idea. So, yes, the advice is think about it like that. If you're scared, let's say you have like a test in school. So if you're scared before this test, yeah, doesn't help you make the test better. No, the opposite uh, is happening. So yeah. if you're not scared and if you're clear in your head, you will be get a better result on the test, of, of course. So it doesn't change anything. The tumor doesn't go away because you're scared. 
No. It doesn't help you at all. The problem is it's very, very hard. I mean, I had a process over years. This was my big luck, as I told you before, to, before the first three diagnoses. So I had years of time to study all this and to try to understand all this. But if somebody is diagnosed right now and he has to do a decision within weeks, normally, and this is very hard because your life turns around. Everything in your life is just cancer. I remember... It was like life was done, everything, everywhere, everywhere I looked, it was just cancer, cancer, cancer. Yeah. So, of course, people are scared and people just know, oof, cancer, that means I'm dying. This is what you know, what you hear. So my, I was really, really lucky to have this time to study and prepare myself and to learn what is important. Um, as I told you before, if they told me that my first time that I have to do chemo, I would have done it because I had no idea. And I was scared. Of course, yeah. it's the first diagnosis. Yeah. So I understand that everybody is scared, and it's, mm-hmm. but it's, what can I say? It's wrong. <laughs> Try to understand that being scared does not help you at all. Focus on the healing. Be sure that you are doing everything you can to heal. Listen to your stomach, listen to yourself, listen to your body. Don't be scared. Just know that you are going to be well, and just be sure about it, and know that being scared doesn't help. Yeah. It's hard, but it's important. And I mean, if somebody that was in a position to be scared, it would have been you because you were at a place where you almost couldn't breathe. The connection was bad. No, I didn't yeah. understand. So if there's somebody that had a reason to be scared, it would have been you because you were at a place where you almost couldn't breathe. You were at a point where you're yeah. you know, almost losing your breath. Yes, I mean, first of all, I was scared because all these doctors told me that I only have like four to eight weeks to live if I don't do anything right now. And I was scared because of uh, chemotherapy and the radiation that they told me that I need to do. And then they told me last minute reaction would be, you know, cut everything out. And then I would have this computer to talk, yeah. um, to talk over the throats. All yeah. of this was scary, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I always knew I'll find a way. I did not know which way it is. I didn't know which doctor it is. I didn't know which treatment it is. I was just sure I'm to find a way. And I did. I mean, I did everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really did. I went from morning to the evening, you know, reading the internet, going to this doctor, going to another doctor. I did everything I could to make sure that one day I could tell myself, you did everything you could. I, this was something I wouldn't, this was something that I was scared most of, maybe. Mm-hmm. That one day, when it, you know, one day when I'm really dying to say, I, I could have done this or I could have done this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. do everything you, you can because it, it gives you power, it gives you good emotion, you know, it, it just it gives you something worse in English. I'm assuming, it empowers, exactly. And it empowers the individual and puts you in a place of feeling you're in control rather than the cancer controlling you. Yes, it gives you motivation, you know, to do something, to know that you are doing. And, and this is a process, an ongoing process, and it gets better and better and better. And just be sure you will find the way. Just l- listen to yourself, listen to your stomach. I don't know what else to say. It's, I know it sounds easy when I say that now, and I know how it is. But it is really, to me, it's the most important thing. Trust, trust, yeah. trust, 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 faith, faith, faith. Yeah. And no fear. I love it. Well, Michael... Thank you so much for taking this time. I know it's, it's late in uh, Austria right now. I, I really appreciate you taking this time. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. 
Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. And please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. If you would like to know more about the cutting-edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.